Stampede. Garner is in 201, recorded 10-1-2023. The ball they take you from me, I'll still possess The way you wear your hat The way you sip your tea The memory of all that The way your smile just beams The way you sing all key The way you haunt my dreams No, no, they can't take that away from me We may never, never meet again On the bumpy road to love But I'll always, always keep the memory the way you hold your knife The way we dance till three The way you changed my life No, no, they can't take that away from me, no They can't take that away from me Now, corruption in politics is nothing new, especially if it's exposed. When people obtain power, they tend to use that power to improve their own condition. Usually, it's done by a quid pro quo process. You know, I'll give you this if you'll do that. This is often found in the construction trades in big urban centers, If you want to build something in a downtown city center, certain requirements like building permits, union construction contracts, the delivery of materials like concrete, steel, or any other number of other products have to first be paid to play. So politicians are usually the first ones to have their hands out to receive gratuities. To speak honestly about the buildings in New York's Manhattan, probably none would have been constructed if at first someone wasn't given something to break ground. Payoffs to a 30, 40, or even 50-year politician serve to continually re-elect. And can usually be found in the manner in which contracts for work are handed out. A garbage collection company in a representative's congressional district can be continually renewed with the promise of making sure the workers who collect and pick up the garbage vote on election day for that congressional representative. Or let's say a new highway is being built. Well, the general contractor for that project doesn't just slip money directly under the table to a politician. 
No, the 30, 40, or 50-year House of Representative whose district is getting that new road gets a fat contribution for the re-election of his or her campaign. Money talks and is mother's milk when the political process kicks into high gear. You have to have an army of workers to go out and knock on doors, post advertisements on highways, run audio ads on radio stations, and create videos made of a candidate on 15 or 30 second spots during primetime television. Yeah, the good politicians know how to get money for an election campaign. That's why I say American politicians are hypocrites when they accuse foreign government leaders for being corrupt. Yeah. Look who's calling the kettle black. I've got plenty of nothing, nothing's plenty for me. Oh, I got no car, I got no mule, I got no misery. The folks with plenty of plenty got a lock on the door. Freight somebody's a grind to rob them while they's out making more. What for? I got no lock on the door. That's no way to be. They can steal the rug from the floor. That's okay with me. All the things that are prized, like the stars in the sky, are all free. Oh, I got plenty of nothing. Nothing plenty for me. Got my gal, got my song, got heaven to hold a long. Got my gal, got my lord, got my song. I've got plenty of nothing, nothing plenty for me. I've got the sun, got the moon, got the deep blue sea. The folks with plenty of plenty got to pray all the day. Seems with plenty, you show sure got to worry how to keep the devil away. away. I ain't a fretting about hell till the time arrives. Never worry long that I'm well. Never want to strive to be good, to be bad, what the hell. I'm glad I'm alive. Oh, I've got plenty of nothing. Nothing plenty for me. Oh, I got my gal, got my song, got heaven the whole day long. Got my gal, got my lord, got my
Of course, our politicians will tell the American people they're working in their best interest. That's the lie they use to try to keep the public believing the system is still good. But when a politician was recently found to have stashed large amounts of money in his home, in his office, or even the clothing he wore, the issue of presumption of innocence until proven guilty makes people wonder whether we're a nation of laws. A more accurate description might be we're a nation of criminals. In fact, to prove my point, the United States has 4.2% of the world's population, but holds 20% of all the people incarcerated in the world. In 2008, the U.S. actually had 24% of the world's incarceration, but has dropped since then, but still had 20% in 2018. A more complete picture is of the estimated number of persons supervised by our adult correction system in 2013 of 6,899,000 people. In 2008, one person in every 100 were incarcerated. Now, making my point, in 2008, it's estimated that the number of people you might have seen in the United States, let's say in a big box store like Walmart, one out of every 100 customers you might have encountered would have been incarcerated. Or put another way, there are 100 senators in the U.S. Senate. One out of those senators should have been incarcerated in 2008. But maybe I'm too optimistic about the numbers, because back in 1989, five U.S. senators were accused of corruption in the Charles Keating Lincoln Savings and Loan scandal. In 1989, the Lincoln's savings and loan scandal cost the federal government over $3 billion, and about 23,000 customers were left with worthless bonds. Back then, the savings and loan scandal accounted for 32% of all savings and loan associations in the United States. Of course, that's small potatoes to the collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank, the 16th largest bank in America, with over $210 billion in assets, being the second largest collapse in the banking industry in March of 2023. And the signature bank of over $100 billion shortly following suit. No, one in a hundred senators to be incarcerated may be a very low number for committing crimes against the American people.
remember when life was slow and oh so mellow. Try to remember the kind of September when grass was green and grain was yellow. Try to remember the kind of September when you were a tender and callow fellow. Try to remember, and if you remember, then follow. Well, since America is about to experience a new political cycle for the 2024 presidential election, it might be wise to examine some significant facts shaping this upcoming historic event. The House of Representatives has just launched an investigation into the impeachment inquiry of President Biden. My understanding is that Biden may have had some knowledge of his son Hunter's involvement in receiving money from foreign governments or foreign businesses because of his father's powerful vice presidential position during the Obama administration. Then on the other side of the 2024 presidential race, we have ex-President Trump, who claims Biden stole the 2020 presidential election and who has been recently indicted for committing a number of crimes. In Trump's case, there are several unusual circumstances because he remains the leading candidate in the Republican Party to receive the nomination for the presidency. And 
he'll attempt to avoid any criminal culpability until he's perhaps elected president. Now, this is a unique situation. Even if he's found guilty of any of his charges and actually serving a prison term and elected a president of the United States. Now, that may seem strange to some people, but actually the president of Brazil was serving time in a Brazilian prison and was elected president of that country. Now, in America, the facts are Joe Biden, for a sitting president, has extremely low approval numbers with the American people, notwithstanding the House of Representatives impeachment inquiry. The prospects of Grandpa Joe, as some like to refer to him, is actually dead meat in the Democratic Party. He's stayed out in the sun too long, and the leaders of his party see he can't serve any useful purpose any longer. Many even question whether if other people in the White House were actually making the decisions, and that he was nothing more than a puppet being pulled on a string, especially when he walked. Some people in this country are willing to overlook what has been done in the name of prophets. Well, I for one will never forgive. You want to be entertained so you don't have to think about what's happened. And I'm not talking about our taking lands from Native Americans 
or bringing Africans to work as slaves. No, that isn't our past history that I won't forgive, because Native Americans didn't own this land. They were taking it from each other long before Europeans came. And regarding the history of slavery, well, you first have to look at Africans having sold other Africans into slavery on the west coast of Africa before you pay for reparations. No, I don't forgive that historical fact. What I won't forget is that slavery never stopped after Lincoln signed the Emancipation Act. The truth of the matter is, slavery exists today. We just call it by a different name. Our consumerist economy has produced a form of slavery, and it comes from making people work to get more, making you believe you're content. But it hasn't made you more content. It spread addictions, violence, and avarice, all in the name of making money. Yeah, we built the greatest nation on earth, and we did it in this country by incarcerating 20% of all the people in prisons around the world. We have the largest prison population in the world, and we call ourselves a free people. Well, we've never been free. That's the myth the people who are in power say to keep Americans working for the system. And the politicians keep telling you we have a democracy, but we don't. The politicians in Washington aren't working for the people. No, they're working for the corporations and Wall Street to keep profits rolling in. Of course, the irony is this country is bankrupt. And you haven't been told that yet. But it's coming.
It should be clear to any rational person in this country that what is happening can't continue. $33 trillion of debt is not the road to prosperity, and neither is the consumerist economy. Making people believe if they only want more won't lead to contentment. It's a false hope. The truth is the American people are going to have to live with less. And any politician who promises that we can continue doing what we've been doing for the last 50 years is delaying the inevitable. They will tell us our best days are ahead of us. But they're lying because they don't accept that this country is bankrupt, and not just in an economic sense. No, what we're facing is a realignment of social values as well. We can't continue with over half a million people living in the streets of this country with that number rising because of addiction and mental illness. We can't think gambling on the internet for sporting events will help restore needed revenue for our government. We can't believe we can use our military stationed around the world to keep us safe. And we can't continue to consume 18 million barrels of oil each day because there may actually come a time when there won't be enough oil to consume. The writings on the wall, the messages are clear. We can't continue doing what we've been doing and we'll have to learn to live with less. It won't be easy. We've been conditioned to expect more, that we can overcome our challenges and continue as if nothing is wrong. But nothing in this world ever remains the same. There never was a guarantee that everything could end up all right. No, that was only in fairy tales. You wish upon a star makes no difference who you are Anything your heart desires will come
This week on Gardner Isn't You first heard Fred Astaire singing They Can't Take That Away From Me, a 1937 release from the movie Shall We Dance? Then from the album of historical radio broadcasts, a 1937 recording for the memorial of George Gershwin, Al Jolson singing Oh, I Got Plenty of Nothing followed by the 1960 off-Broadway musical The Fantastics, with Cherry Orbach singing Try to Remember. Then, from the James Bond 2015 movie Spectre, Sam Smith singing The Writings on the Wall. Next was John Barry's composition from the movie Body Heat, a 1981 release And to close, a cut of Cliff Edwards singing When You Wish Upon a Star from Disney's 1940 animated movie Pinocchio. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.